PM podcast. And now, your host, Mike Florio. All right, PFT PM Posse, it is a special edition of the podcast. I apologize, it's been a while. We had that VOD mashup for you on Monday. We wanted to get you something in your feed to the extent you're subscribed to the podcast, and we hope you are. Today, a pair of interviews Chris Harris Jr., Denver Broncos, and Adrian Peterson. Ever heard of him? Resurgence with Washington, 166 yards from scrimmage this past weekend. Great conversations with both guys. So good that I'm not even going to talk very much. I, I, I could prattle on and on about something or other. I'll do that tomorrow or the next day because tomorrow we have Carson Palmer, the former NFL quarterback. I'm sure you've heard of him as well. For today, Chris Harris Jr. and Adrian Peterson. Here they are, back-to-back. Enjoy the interviews. Tell your friends, subscribe, rate, review the podcast, and we will be talking to you again on Wednesday. Here it is, Chris Harris Jr. and Adrian Peterson. Okay, joining us now, the newest member of the top 10 all-time NFL rushers in league history, fresh off of 166 yards from scrimmage on Sunday in his debut for Washington. He is the great Adrian Peterson. Adrian, how are you, buddy? I'm great. I'm great. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing great. Then again, I didn't I didn't carry the ball and touch it 28 times on on Sunday. How you feeling two days removed from that performance? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good, man. You know, uh, Monday I woke up and it was a little little stiff, you know, which I expected that. Um, a little sore, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good today. Feeling really rejuvenated. Are you at the point where you like that feeling on Monday because you missed that feeling? Uh. Yeah, you know, I was talking to my wife earlier, and I was like, man, I haven't felt like this in a, in a long time. You know, uh, well, yesterday when I was speaking to her, I was like, hey, I ain't felt like that in a long time, man. But it feels good, you know. Uh, it kind of just, especially for the running back position, kind of beats your body up and, and give you that extra layer of protection that you need. You know, once your body kind of, once your body goes through that, that trauma it goes through after playing a football game, um, only thing it does is just get you, you know, those layers just hardened and ready to ready to take on the next game. How much harder was it for you to get ready to do that, given that you arrived so late in the process to sign with Washington? Um, you know, it took it took a little time because playing football is a totally different ball game, especially when you get out there and you're playing live action. You know, football. There's nothing that you could do. To uh, you know, to mimic playing uh, in the NFL, you know. So, you know, having three weeks under my belt helped out a lot. You know, I trained really hard to prepare to be ready to come in and and make an impact as soon as possible. Um, but you know, I, after game one, I, I felt good. I felt good. I know that I'll I'll just become stronger as the weeks uh, continue to to roll to roll around. And Adrian, how long until you think you'll have full mastery of the Jay Gruden playbook? Um, I'm picking it up uh, well. I'm, I'm picking it up well. You know, I think here, here soon, I'll pretty have you know pretty much have a good grip of everything they're asking us to do. Which right now, um, you know, I'm right in the in the meat of it um, as well. So there's some things I need to fine tune and and um, you know make become first nature. And um, and I'll and I'll be right on track. 
What's the hardest part of learning that? Is it terminology? Is it the play designs? Is it studying the film to see what you're supposed to do? What's the hardest aspect of, of getting yourself up to speed with that new offense? I would say the terminology is always a big thing um, and because it can, it can be something as simple as a swing route. You know, a swing route can be, um, you know, you're back there in the eye formation, a single, you know, single back formation, and you, you're swinging out to the right, or you're in, you're in a gun formation, and you, you run like a wide route to the right. And then in another offense, that swing route can be an actual swing route where you're selling the flat, and you're wrapping it up, you know. So it's like small things like that with terminology, with different teams that you go to. That uh, when you're when you're familiar with, okay, a swing route just kind of being like a wide, then it, you know it's like first nature when you hear it, you kind of lock into doing to doing that. So it's like correcting those small things, and that's just like small things within the, um, the offense terminology that could that can kind of you know be a struggle. But uh, so I would say that, and then also, you know, having the type of offensive line that I have, um, just being more of a patient runner, you know, because these guys are, they got a heck of an offensive line coach, uh, and he does a great job with those guys and has for the past couple of years. But really having these guys up front that create holes, like these guys are big, athletic, they can run. So having that trust, being in sync with those guys, and letting those plays develop more um, is something that I'm working on as well because normally I'm just like, bam, 100 miles per hour, you know, taking the last couple situations I've been in where the offensive line, you know, I really couldn't count on them actually doing their job. Um, with these guys, you know, nine times out of ten, um, you know, they're going to get their job done. So being patient and trusting um, the scheme and where the ball is supposed to hit is something that I'm working on as well. That has got to be so hard, though. You've been in the league since 2007. To change your instinct the moment you get the ball and force yourself to slow down and wait for the hole to develop, I mean, how do you how do you adjust that process of thinking? Because I think when you get in those moments and you get the ball, you don't have time to consciously think. You just react. Yeah, you know, um, I'm kind of, based on this last game, I, I felt like I was kind of 50-50. So I was able to um, kind of balance it out with me being slow up top, like with my footwork, you know, and consciously being slow, you know, up top, and then letting things develop. And then there's certain places where I have to be a little faster. Um, but, you know, I've been playing this game for a long time, so making that type of adjustment isn't really hard, you know. Eric um, being in me, it, it rings in my mind till this day. He always told me. <laughs> Slow to fast through, you know. And even <laughs> though I haven't actually lived lived to do it that way for for twelve years, I find myself kind of going back to that to uh, to help me slow down. So um, yeah, you know, this this with more time and reps that we are able to accomplish in practice and stuff, um, things are just getting in line alignment even more. Hey, Adrian, you've been hearing a lot of voices other than your own in your head recently, the critics out there, the naysayers. And, you know, going into week one, it was Adrian Peterson can't do it anymore. And you prove that you can. And now the the message is going to be he can't stay healthy. He can't keep doing it. He can't put these games together. He's eventually going to get injured. H- how do you react when you hear that kind of talk? 
you know, it, it is what it is. If it's not one thing, then, you know, it's another. You know, if it's not one thing, it's another. How many guys went down this week in week one? You know, like, it's a lot of guys. That, this, is, this is football. This is a physical, a physical sport and a physical game. So there's certain things that you, you, you just can't control, you know. Uh, so when I hear when I hear people say things like that, it's like, okay, well, now you can go on to the next thing since obviously, you know, the explosion, the, the vision, the speed, and, and the burst and everything else that you claim that wasn't there, you know, it was put on display, and it's, it's, it's still there, clearly, without a doubt. And, you know, if you compare to, you know, other backs around the league that you watch week one, you know, um, it, it just didn't look bad at all. You know, so uh, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me that people would go to the next thing because that's what people normally do. Once they fail at one thing, they go on to the next and see how else, what other way they can try to tear someone down. You know, but me, I'm just gonna focus on the things that I can control. Um, keep getting better each week, and uh, you know, keep winning. Keep keep winning ball games. And Adrian, the other thing they like to say is you're not a good receiver. I see uh, 70 yards receiving, including a 52-yarder, the third longest of your career. How, how do you like getting a pass in your hands like that and being able to show people that, number one, you can catch it, number two, you can do something with it after you get it? I love it. You know, it gives me the opportunity to catch the ball and, you know, receive the ball out in space. You know, and, uh, you know, with the ability God has blessed me with, I'm able to make some things happen um, when the ball is in my hand out, you know, in space, you know. So, um, you know, this this whole notion that, hey, you can't catch the ball is crazy. You know, it, it, it had, I, I remember seeing, um, um, I was looking at one of my pictures, and they were like, oh, they, they ate, the, the Redskins have, um, improved Adrian Peterson pat I mean catching skills. It's like catching <laughs> the ball since I was fifty years old, you know. Like, I haven't been in in a position to be out there and like catch the ball, you know. And this is a national football league. You got players like Chris Thompson Thompson who's he's a, a a nightmare, you know, he's he's a matchup nightmare for a linebacker, you know, like you know, smaller guy, quick. You know, good receiver. Guys like Alvin Kamara, like these. Like this is a National Football League. This you're, you're getting the best talent in the world. You know, so when you have a guy that can pound the ball, and you have a guy that can you know catch it and run routes just a little better, you know, or it might be uh, leaps and bounds better. Um, that doesn't mean that the guy, the second or the third guy, can't do the same thing, you know? And I think that's where a lot of people kind of get lost because, uh, you know, when, you, when you're when you in that position, you know, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamari, when you're in that position, you're going to have Alvin out there more, <laughs> you know? Mark can do the same thing. You know, he can run routes and, you know, not as crisp, but he can run routes and catch the ball as well. But guess what? He's not going to do it as much because they got Alvin Kamari. So when you understand that, you know, you just whatever, you let people say what they have to say. And, uh, you know, it, it goes to show the knowledge of football that they really have. You, you mentioned Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, and I know it's one week at a time, and I know you're focused on the Colts, but I see week five, Monday night football. I see the Saints, a trip to New Orleans, for, and we all know what happened last year. It just didn't work out, and, and they moved you on to Arizona. But uh, do you have a little extra 
in mind for when you get a chance to show the Saints what uh, what you could have done if they had kept you around? <laughs> you know, it won't. I'm not going to be out of box or anything like that. You know, I'm going to stay within our scheme, and I'm going to go out there and do what I do anytime I step on the field, and that's give 110. percent You know, so with that, I'll, I just let the chips fall where they may, where they may. You know, and you know, if, if anything, um, you know, I guess they'll be able to look back and be like, hey, well, and I guess we could have did this or could have worked that out or this or another. But ultimately, you know, they have you know, two great backs down there that's, that's getting the job done within their system. You know, um, I'm just going to continue to do what I can do and, you know, just show that I got it. You know, like, it's not a surprise to me that I went out and had this type of game. It's actually, I was a little uh, <laughs> disappointed uh, in, in, in my ground attack, you know. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to continue to do what I do. You know, I've been blessed. So I'm gonna go out there and continue to play and let's just fall where they may. And uh when, that's, that's gonna end up being a big game against New Orleans Monday night, then so be it. <laughs> when you see that, that Joe Mixon from the Bengals had ninety five yards on the ground against the Colts, how how much does that excite you for an opportunity to go out and do the same or more this coming weekend against Indy? You know, um, got a lot of respect for Joe Mixon too. He's a guy that I, that I mentored, and you know, we keep in contact as well. Um, but you know, teams they, um, I'm sure they come in and have the, the same approach, stop the run. I'm sure that was their focus, wanting to uh, play in Cincinnati. You know, and uh, you got different matchups um, as well, so you got to play all that. Um, you know, you got to factor all that in as well. Um, but you know, it's clear that. The Washington Redskins, we're, we're going to establish the run game. So it's not a secret that they're going to try to stop the run, especially based off what we did against Arizona. And um, so we just got to do our job. I'm excited to see what we're, we're going to be able to do against a different opponent. You had that MVP season in 2012, and that was preceded by the knee injury on Christmas Eve 2011 at your new home stadium. How weird is it? to have your home games played in that place where it had to be at that. It was clearly the low point of your career at that point to have that knee injury followed by your best season ever. How strange is it to be playing your home games there? Um, it, you know, I really don't trust it. I don't think about it as much, you know, like, you know, actually in that preseason game, I, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind, you know, so, um, you know, it, it, it happened, and it was actually a defining moment for me because it was in that visitor's locker room where, you know, I sit there, I sat there, and I laid there and said to myself, that, hey, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to be better than I was before. You know, that's when I had shifted my mind, accepted it for what it was, and, you know, all my energy, energy and my mindset at that moment was like, okay, it is what it is. When can I have my surgery? You know, like moving forward, making plans. I had already set, started making plans on coming back and being better than I was before. So uh, it was actually a, a, a great moment for me and a moment that I, I always remember. Um, so, you know, to be here and playing in, playing in, the, in the same stadium, uh, you know, it's crazy how things kind of come around full circle. And you've still got that very positive outlook, that that very strong sense of belief in yourself. Was there any point this year where you thought the call wasn't going to come? Or did you know in your heart, you know what, somebody's going to get hurt at some point and they're going to give me a chance and I'm just going to make the most of it when I get it? 
Yeah, you know, early on, you know, I, um, you know, thought the call would come earlier. You know, just kind of looking around and looking at some depth charts and stuff and seeing what what was available. I mean, what guys had. Um, but you know, as it kind of got later and training camp started, you know, it was just like, well, you know, uh, I guess it is going to be that situation, you know, that you know someone's going to get hurt and then they'll need to bring someone in, you know. So it was unfortunate. Uh, and then, of course, it was a roller coaster, you know, when you're talking about the, the emotions and stuff like that and going through it and different thoughts that cross your mind. And, uh, you know, for me to sit here and say that I thought, well, I guess I won't be playing, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it might have crossed my mind, you know, because I knew that I could control, you know, an organization or, you know, a GM or a head coach as far as, you know, bringing me in. But, you know, when that thought came, I immediately erased it. You know, I canceled that thought um, as soon as possible and always kind of reverted back to, you know what, unfortunately, you know, this is the game of football. You know, injuries happen, things happen, you know, something to come up, you know, something to come up. Or, you know, that was the second scenario. The first scenario was, you know what, um, you know, the season gets started here in the preseason and, you know, teams won't be – as satisfied with their run game, and then they'll go out and try to bring someone in, you know, and then I'll get the call, you know. So, you know, unfortunately it was, it was B, you know, someone went down with an injury and the opportunity presented itself. You passed a couple of all-time greats this weekend, Marshall Falk and Jim Brown. Have you heard from either of them? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't heard from them. Um, but I already know it's all love. You know, Jim Brown's a guy that, you know, I've talked to him in the past several times, and you know, every time I see him, him and his wife, you know, they're always, you know, showering me with love and and, my, and giving me support and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, Marshall Falk too. You know, he's he's a good guy that I've always had love for and shows me a lot of respect. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it, it'll come eventually, but it's no pressure. Another Hall of Famer had something to say before the season started. His name's Chris Carter. He said, Adrian had better get over himself. We were all great, but at the end, we all smelled like a baby's diaper. Have you reached out to him to say, have you ever smelled a baby's diaper that smells so sweet? <laughs> no, I haven't. You know, I haven't. You know, I don't know what it is with him, but, you know. Um, you know what do you think I'll it is? It, I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. I have no clue. Like I can't pinpoint and, and put my hand on one thing. You know, like we play different positions. You know, I don't know. Maybe because I got more career, you know, yards than him from Minnesota. I don't, I don't. I don't know what it is. I haven't wrapped my mind around it. But at the end of the day, you know, he's he, he's one person. You know, and you know, I just try to block him out and just you know whatever. It is what it is. It, it was just more personal because he. He actually played for the Vikings for a long time, um, and through a lot of the situations I've been to, been through that he commented on, he could have reached out and got some intel, you know, that's not known to public to, you know, to base his opinion on, and not just go um, off of uh, the face value of things that he was hearing and seeing. Um, so it was just that it was more so out of respect, like, hey, you know. Um, you know, like, for instance, Daryl Green called me last Sunday. You know, I had his number, and I was going to call him to talk to him about the number. But guess what? 
I haven't been here three weeks, and he got my number and called me on Sunday. So it's like, if, you know, if you wanted to reach me for anything, you you can do that, you know. But you decide just to go on your own merits and, um, you know, come up with your own conclusions to different things and make all these foul comments about me, you know. And, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not really into breaking and trying to break people down and beat people down, you know, with negative talks. Um, you know, but you have some people that are like that, and you and you just gotta continue to press forward, no matter what the naysayers uh, have to say about you. I saw he did a game for Fox last weekend. If he ends up doing one of your games, are you gonna give him a little little tighter handshake squeeze than you normally do? Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna try to crush his hand. <laughs> 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 I don't think you have to try. I I don't. I've never shaken your hand, Adrian, but I don't think you have to try. I'm afraid of what you would do if you would actually try to crush someone's hand. Well, I'm gonna try this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the the you you and your wife Ashley have a foundation. You have an auction coming up. Tell us what we need to know about that. Yes, um, A and A Peterson Foundation, and uh, me and my wife found this. Um, last year and we're just giving back to our community you know and giving these kids the opportunity to experience a lot of things that we weren't we weren't able to experience when we were younger um you know for instance we had our kids we had our kids this uh summer you know they were able to participate in the uh, robotic competition that took place at the toyota um toyota center down in uh houston and uh, it was just a, a great opportunity for those kids, for our kids to get in there and see how these kids are, you know, just remarkable when it comes to the different ideals and building these robots and not only just building the robots, but, you know, what they're capable of doing, you know, lifting things like really creating missions, you know. So just these engineers and giving back to the inner city um, as well. Um, but, on Friday, I am auctioning off, um, and the auction starts at eight. I want to say from eight to twelve, and I'm auctioning off my uh, my hundred shoe. Um, I got some shoes made um, this weekend, just in anticipation of getting a hundred yards, and I mean a hundred touchdowns. And um, they painted them up. They're on my uh, social media, on my Instagram. You can be able to check them out there. Um, but, yeah, we're going to auction them off, and all the funds go towards our foundation. Um, so we're able to continue our mission, you know, to improve uh, equality through resources, uh, economic uh, development, and, you know, just transform our community just to, to, just to give that empowerment that our youth need. Yeah, and folks can check out the AAPetersonFamilyFoundation.org, and it's a great cause. And I also see you're already taking care of your offensive linemen. Most guys wait until the end of the season. You're going after one week. What, what do you have in line for the guys who are blocking for you? Yeah, I'm going to get these guys some, some mattress, you know, some mattresses. So I want to make sure that they're sleeping in comfort and, uh, you know, they're, they're well, well rested, you know. So I'm going to get those guys set up with a king-size mattress. And, um, yeah, just go from there. Hey, Adrian, before I let you go, and I really appreciate you taking the time when you have a little time off. I know it's a busy season for you. You made a comment last week about still having a goal of catching Emmett Smith. And, and, and there's a lot of yards still there. But I, I, I remember when I saw that, I thought, hey, I'm never betting against Adrian Peterson 
at anything. You put your mind to something, and you got a chance of doing it. I know you had a couple lost seasons there, but uh, do you? I mean, how real? I know it's great to have goals. How realistic do you believe that goal is? I feel like it's realistic. You, you know, very realistic. Uh, realistic. In the great words of Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. You know, so that's how I view it. You know, it's just like you know, God's willing. You know, I'm able to continue to, you know, to to, to have success and, you know, uh, you know, stay injury free, you know, and and play, you know, three to four more years, and I definitely can see my, I definitely see myself um, claiming that title, you know, and and in order to achieve something, you have to believe it, you know. So, um, you know, I'm I, I'm a believer. Well, hey, and I've always been a believer. I remember seeing a rookie in his first game take a swing pass 60 yards against the Falcons, and I don't think they knew what the hell hit them that game, and you're still doing it all these years later. It's great to watch, Adrian. Congratulations on what you've accomplished, and we look forward to seeing how the rest of the story unfolds. All right, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Okay, our next guest is a guy who, I can't believe my eyes when I see this, undrafted in 2011. 2011. Where has the time gone, Chris Harris Jr., starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos? Welcome to the program. Does it feel like it's been since 2011? Man, it's going fast, man, but I still feel great, man. I still feel like a kid, so hey, hey, I'm enjoying it. Well, in what way do you feel the most different, though, whether yeah. it's whether it's physical or mental since you started? Uh, I'm saying just uh, the game's just so slow out there now. It's just uh, it slowed down for early for me as a young player, but now um, I, I would say it's I mean it's like the Matrix out there. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, <laughs> being able to kind of diagnose what offenses do and things like that uh, to be able to help our team. Uh, but I've gotten pretty good at it. Chris, was there a specific point where you noticed the game slowed down to, as you say, it was like the matrix for you? Yeah. I would say my second year in the league, I got a chance to start for San Diego. And uh, just two plays, I uh, was able to intercept. And maybe there's no plays just on my preparation. I think from there, it's kind of when the game slowed down for me in the NFL. And I realized that I've been playing in this league for a long time. And uh, now, uh, Teams are doing so a lot of new stuff, and we got a lot of young players. So me being able to know a lot of what the offense do, be able to help our team out a lot. Who is it that taught you the value of really grinding at film study and looking for any clues yeah. you can find on how to stop the opposing offense? Uh, I really had to learn in college. Uh, I had to play safety, nickel, and corner, and that really taught me to where I had to really study film. I had to really. Uh, learn multiple positions, know where everybody on, on know every position on the field, and uh, I think from there coming in with Dawkins and Champ Haley, having those veterans, kind of kind of showing me the way. I think um, that all just uh, put it together for me. How much do you still carry a chip on the shoulder, or whatever we would call it, for the fact that you weren't drafted in 2011? Yeah. Uh, I still always carry it on my shoulder. I think. Uh, um, I always gonna have that. Always gotta have that chip on my shoulder. I think people are always waiting to see when I'm uh, when I'm gonna fall off, and I and I just want to prove it every year that I, I can get better. And I'm still a Pro Bowl player, an All Pro player, and uh, so until I continue, to, I want and I want to have those go so fast. So when you got those aspirations, uh, um, you, 
you don't have time to not have no chip on your shoulder. You know, you mentioned the Super Bowl. You have one Super Bowl win, one Super Bowl loss. You played the Seahawks over the weekend, a team that you faced in Super Bowl 48. That day did not go nearly as well as this past Sunday. What's the biggest yeah. difference you've noticed in the Seahawks teams if we bookend Super Bowl 48 versus this past Sunday? Yeah. Uh, I didn't play in the Super Bowl that game that year, but I would say they had a more veteran team. Uh, uh, then they had, I mean, you have guys like Sean, Cam, and uh, Michael Bennett. Uh, and the D-line that they had, a lot of those guys are gone. So they're a totally different team. Uh, it's more revolved around Russell now as being the league quarterback. And they have to uh, fill the roster around him. And uh, that's who they are now. So you can say, don't blame me for Super Bowl forty-eight. Well, I mean, Bob Miller didn't play in, in, in the game either, so there's a lot of us on defense that didn't play. <laughs> people, people, well, always, people always forget that. Well, and, and, you know, I had forgotten that. It's been so long ago. But uh, uh, if you imagine guys like you and Von Miller had been available, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made. Do you ever think about that, that, that if you yeah. guys had been available for that game, maybe it would have been different? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have Wolf out, me, Von. Uh, there's a lot of other guys, too, man. I think definitely if we had our full roster, definitely we would have to win. I'm, I mean, me and Vaughn are definitely instant players, so that we can definitely help change uh, the way we were playing out there on that defense because uh, we want to turn the defense to Sean. You mentioned the draft in 2011. Do you keep track of the guys who were picked that year and how their careers have gone and are they still in the league and, and how long ago were they cut and have they gotten paid and things yeah. of that nature? Oh, yeah, definitely. I look at it uh, all the time. I mean, I, I really think that um, our, our, my class is going to be changing the Eagles. And we got Cam Newton, Vaughn Miller, J.J. Watt, Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, uh, Tyron Smith. I mean, it's, it's it's ridiculous when you go back and you really look at the whole class and uh, what everybody's accomplished in it. And, uh, so I, I always try to keep up with them, especially with Patrick Peterson and, and Sherman. I mean, uh, we've always had a, a great competition with 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 with, with each other, and uh, every year. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, we always love to keep keep up with those guys. For sure. What about the name? Julio at- Jones, <laughs> AJ Green. Uh, it was a great draft year now that you mention yeah. it. And as it relates to defensive backs, I'm looking at the list of them now. It's a long list of guys who heard their names called that weekend and no Chris Harris on there. And I could see what a motivation that would be. And I definitely would be checking yeah. out what all these guys did in the NFL and just scratching them off one after the other. Oh, this guy's out of the league. This guy's out of the league. This guy's out of the league. I'm still going. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, it's, a lot of those guys are. And, uh, it's just the way the league is now, man. You're starting to see. I got a lot of teammates that's just tired. That's crazy. Decker, um, Elvis, Dumbrell, guys are um, playing the league a while. So now you're seeing a lot of your teammates retire now. You had a big sack against Russell Wilson in that game on Sunday. Walk us through the process of a defensive back actually getting in position to make a sack. You know ahead yeah. of time you're going to blitz. I mean, what what what's that like? How, you got to sell that you're not going to, you know, all of the things that go into the mindset of putting yourself in position to make that tackle. Yeah. Well, uh, this time I, in particular I changed it up. I usually don't never show it. But this time I decided 
I'm gonna just show it like I'm like I'm really coming, and then kind of fade back. And then I, as soon as I faded back, I came back, and I just came off the edge. And uh, I timed it up perfect, and uh, I just tried to switch it up, man. Uh, it, it's hard to get Russell Wilson, so you got to try to do new things, and it, it worked for me. So, so you, you, it looks like you went next level. Like you showed it, so yeah. he would think you weren't coming. So you showed it, he thinks yeah. you're not coming, and you come anyway, and you surprise him. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think I, he, he probably is studying, studying me. He probably thinks that if I if I show if I don't show that I'm uh, I'm coming, then I'm not then I'm coming. So I kind of kind of probably tricked him. How much time do you spend watching your own film to pick up things like that that maybe you could do differently so that whoever has been studying you will be surprised by what you actually do? Uh, I really have to. Uh, I do that. I do that a lot. And, um, you try to fix your mistakes every week. You don't want the same type of mistakes that you made last week uh, to carry over the next game because teams are going to try you. Whatever uh, play, bad play that you had, they're going to come back and try to re- redo that same play. And, uh, and so you got to be ready for it. You want to fix your mistakes. And, and that's about you got to keep it real with yourself. Uh, self-evaluation and you got to be truthful with yourself. And that's the only way you get better. Big picture, you had six sacks as a team of Russell Wilson. Was there something specific that the defense did to, to be able to corral a guy who is as elusive as Russell yeah. Wilson is? Uh, we just said we had to work together. Guys had to cage rush. We had to be able to keep him in a cage and, and where he can't get out the pocket. And that's where he, that's where he makes tons of plays. He makes. I don't know anybody who makes more plays than rush outside the pocket. And, and we wanted to eliminate that from his game. And uh, I think we did an excellent job as a team doing that. Von Miller had a big day with three sacks. D- does he? seem any different on the field when he's having one yeah. of those old school Von Miller days where just no one can stop him? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we expect that every week, and uh, especially with the new, with Adam Chubb and we got Shaq Bears saying, I feel like we got four starters on outside linebacker. And uh, so we got him more help. And uh, so now he's going to be able to dominate, have more one-on-ones than he's had in the past. And uh, really, really – yeah, but to take advantage of those opportunities. When Bradley Chubb was in college, he had a thing where he would steal the towels from the opposing offensive players. Did he steal any towels on Sunday? Nah, he hasn't stolen any towels yet. <laughs> I mean, he's, just, he's trying to find himself, man. He's finding himself. And as a rookie, it's hard to do, but he's finding himself. and He just has to continue to improve. Do you give young guys advice even if they don't play your position? Oh yeah, definitely. What 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 kind of advice have you given oh, yeah. him? Well, tell him he plays on my side a lot, so I just try to let him know what's coming. Uh, I mean, tell him keep playing hard, and uh, um, main thing is just always be physical. I mean, he's a physical freak. We're talking about a guy who's two seventy playing outside linebacker. You don't see those guys around the NFL a lot, so he's a physical freak that can run and cover. So I uh, just try to tell him, just use his athleticism and uh, play aggressive. What was your reaction when you heard back in April that he had landed at number five and the Broncos had pounced? Oh, man, I was shocked. I was – and nobody thought 
Bradley Chubb was going to go uh, uh, number five. So uh, we were all shocked and excited to be able to get him. Uh, I mean, uh, they were talking quarterback. Nobody really wanted the quarterback because we believed in case. So uh, the next option was definitely to get Chubb. But I feel like we got, uh, even though Sutton didn't go first round, I feel like he's a top ten pick too. Did you believe in Case the moment the Broncos signed him based upon what you had seen from him, or did you need to be convinced by seeing him in off-season workouts? I was convinced that he was he was a solid player. He was a solid player in the league that, I mean, we could win before, but once we started practicing and really go battling against him and in the off-season, man, that really made me a believer that we could win it. And uh, and they can put up thirty a game. But that's where I, I I truly believe it. I mean, even last game, I think we left a lot of points out there on the floor. We left probably like seventeen points out there. How hard is it? How challenging is it to be a good teammate when the defense is championship caliber, the offense has fallen off, and they're trying to find their way? And we're all on one team, and we all support each other. But damn, we're doing our part on defense, and the offense isn't getting it done. I mean, it can definitely get, uh, get frustrating. Uh, it was the past couple of years, but uh, I think everybody's just trying to come in a different direction. Uh, I think our locker room is, uh, we have great chemistry, and uh, and we're trying to just really avoid that. I mean, uh, I think last year, offense throws three interceptions. I don't, I can't tell you if we win that game or if we're going to have enough uh, resilience as a team to be able to fight back and win. And uh, this year, it shows that we have that as a team, and uh, that's big. How much did, did it help the team this year to not have to deal with a quarterback competition and to know from the get-go yeah. who the guy was? Uh, I think it was huge. Uh, to everybody know who's the man, who's going to be the one to show. And, and Case came in and really, he came in very hungry. He's very hungry. He prepares like a champion. He's uh he works hard every day, and he's leading these guys, and he takes the command out there. And, uh, that's what you need from uh, your quarterback, and uh, he came in and, lead, and led uh, exactly how you're supposed to do it. Your next opponent, the Raiders, they played on Monday night. How, how much of an edge does that give you, not just from the fact that they've got one less day to prepare, but you get to sit at home Monday night, watch them play, kind of take it all in, and then get to studying the film? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm one of the Raiders. Uh, we have to watch them yesterday. Uh, I think definitely, it's definitely an advantage. Uh, so um, I'm excited to uh, be able to try, to try to get two games up on these boys in the division. And uh, we got a great opportunity. Uh, when you have opportunities like this early in the season to kind of make some distance in the division, uh, you got to take advantage of it. You know, we saw the the uh, helmet rule that finally was effective in games that count this weekend, a significant drop in the number of penalties. Why do you think that is, that based on what we saw in the preseason and now in the regular season, there's been such a dramatic reduction in the number of times that foul's been called? Um, it's just a tough, it's a tough play, man. I think in, in the way the NFL is, it's kind of guys that we have to change our techniques of how we tackle, uh, and a lot of them can be bang bang plays. So I think uh, I, I think I've seen. I'll, I, did you say it was less plays this weekend? Less there were le- there was just there was just one this weekend in the in the whole in the whole slate of games. There was one. Yeah. 
So I think guys are catching on, and uh, I think the preseason, the way they called it, they kind of let guys know that this will be called, and I think guys are, they improved on it over the weeks, over the preseason. Uh, hopefully, uh, keep it up. Keep it up at are there specific, level. Uh, Chris, are there specific things you've been told by coaches or that you've decided to do to consciously try to avoid that that reality yeah. that you're chasing a guy, especially from the side, you're chasing a guy, you're trying to get him down, there's a chance your helmet's going to get involved when you uh, lunge yeah. towards somebody who's running past you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always try to look where you uh, keep your eyes up, look, what you, uh, look, look and see what you hit. And uh, me, I've never had a problem with, the tack- with having helmet-to-helmet tackles. Uh, I've always been able to get a guy down. So it's never been an issue for me. But some guys, are really, it really changes their whole technique, tackling technique. So it's like guys have to learn a new way of tackling. And then one play yesterday, Chubb was straight ahead with the running back, and the running back ducked his head. And Chubb, 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 but I think that was just a totally situation off of how do I tackle this guy right now? I don't know how to tackle him in this situation. Because if I duck my head, I'm going to get the So uh, it's an adjustment for guys right now, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the running back ducks his head, and, and you can get a free 15 yards, I guess, by taking that hit, but who wants to take a helmet to the stomach? Exactly. I mean, I mean, but his helmet went straight to Chubb's helmet. So are they going to call it for the offense to duck their head through, or uh, I think it has to definitely go both ways. Hey, Chris, one thing you have going on, and I respect you for doing this, taking the time and the effort to help the community, the Coats for a Cause uh, event coming up on September 17. Tell us everything we need to know about that. Uh, you can go to chrisholesjourney.com and purchase your tickets. And, uh, it's a great event that we do every year at Friendly's. Uh, it's a event uh, for the Denver Children's Home. Be able to provide them with clothes and uh, winter, winter outfits. Kids don't have any uh, financial support to be able to pay one and all uh, in the uh, winter. So we're able to do this every year. And last year was a great event. It was fun. And I just hope everybody comes out. I have my teammates there. I have tons of guys there. And it'll be a fun event. Well, Chris, it should be a fun one this weekend. Raiders at Broncos. All the best moving forward. We look, we look forward to talking to you again soon. You can find the PFTPM podcast on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, and you will, subscribe for automatic downloads. Leave a rating and review. That'll help new listeners find our show and push us up the charts. Search PFTPM for your evening update from Pro Football Talk.